That's false, right? I believe it's Touchstone, okay. which is owned by Disney. Just like Night Before Christmas was Touchstone because it was too scary for kids, they thought, and then it became popular. So like, oh, it's Disney now. Okay. Now, wait a second. So, Hoover and Roger Rider has Mickey Mouse and who else in the same movie? Bugs Bunny in the same scene. Yeah, but Bugs Bunny is Looney Tunes, which is Universal, right? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. How that happened? Warner Brothers probably just gave him permission. This is probably before Disney took over the world, right? I mean, it's who from Roger Rider. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Positivity Report. Josh McCuga here on a Monday. Nick Scarpino coming in in about five to ten minutes. Uh, and it's great to see everybody. Um, had a very exciting weekend after Friday's funding of Futility, the actual game of living. Currently, right now, on the Futility Kickstarter. Link is pinned in the chat. $32,960, 355 backers. Oh, nope. And even $33,000. you all ready, Futility? Y'all, Futility? That's that's the song. That's the song. Um, actual game of living. Actual, actual game of living. Uh, we're doing it, guys. We're going to hit those stretch goals. Bring up those stretch goals, Ikaika. Let's hit those stretch goals. Uh, 35000 I believe, uh, is the next one, uh, is the stretch. Good, there you go. Uh, no, 40000 is... No, no. What? 35000 35, uh, gets you the 100 college days cards. Ooh, those will be fun to write. And then forty k, 100 moments in history. We already have the two stretch goals of the sports, uh, the semi-athletic sports, put me in, coach, and your life as a movie, which is very funny. Uh, then forty five k gets you 100 R-rated cards, and then finally to 50 k gets you write your own ones. 55,000 gets you the Puberty Teen Angst cards. And, of course, 70,000 gets us the personalized meeples. Um, woo! Uh, 18 days left. We are going to do one more big stream of Palooza, which will be on, I think, Wednesday, which is the big weigh-in day, the final day of the weight loss challenge here at the Good People Association. Um, I had a decent weekend. Okay, I got, I'll tell you guys this story. You know what? I'll wait for Nick Scarpino. To come on the show, tell this story. Because something happened to me food-wise this weekend. Something I haven't had in a very long time. And I was, so, like, Amanda and I almost pulled the car over. I'll just leave you with a tease like that. Um, Diarrhea? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've had to do that before. My parents have had to stop the car a couple times. Uh, the, but we, and I had a good, last night, if you saw the pictures on Instagram or Twitter, I don't think, did I post it on Instagram? I think I just posted it on Twitter. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Uh, a Rosie had spaghetti sauce for the first time. And she had like a couple noodles. Like she, when she holds something in her hand, she doesn't know what it is. She like investigates it. Like Mariska Hargitay in a CSI. I think that's the show. Or she had Law and Order. I'm one of them. Um, but we started get, putting a little bit of sauce on the, like her little baby spoon. And she freaked out for it. And we've noticed something that her time eating baby food is coming to an abrupt end because she wants nothing to do with it. So now we're going to have to like really work on actual food, right? Like good eating food. Um, and because she lived for the sauce. And then Amanda tried to trick her with baby food like after sauce and poo, not going to happen. Like, uh -uh. No effing way. Uh, but she was so adorable this weekend. Um, she likes to go under things. <laughs> Like, she goes under a table, and she just, like, hangs out under there, and she, like, thinks it's hilarious. <gasps> Can uh, Uncle Kaika come over and help build forts? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to build oh. some forts, dude. 100%. Uh, had a decent sports weekend. Penn State lost to Iowa on the road. We lost, Like, half our team was injured, including our starting quarterback. And then yesterday, the Steelers finally won one. You guys can check the Pittsburgh Sports and that podcast. We'll be talking more of that with the bum. Uh, released every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific. And I think we're working on getting just its own feed for that because I think if you're on the podcast feed through Blue Wire, you're getting inundated with a lot of different shows and we just want the... and Like, give me the sports and that and give Mark Riley the wine in that podcast too. What's it called? Wine time? Getting whiny? Let's get wino. What, what, the wine show. He's got a podcast. It's really good. Uh, it's all about wine because Mark loves wine. I had a little bit of wine last night with the pasta. If you're going to have red sauce, you got to have a little bit of wine. Oh, Everybody good. knows that. And we had a little bucatini, and she loved it. My mother-in-law, 
who is amazing. She was at our house on Thursday or Friday when I got home, and then she was there last night. We, I made chicken parm as well. I made, for, you know, like a homemade chicken parm. Ooh, it's good. I don't deep fry it. I oil, just oil, cook it, and then put the cheese and the sauce on it. I feel like deep frying the the chicken parm is good, but you lose a lot of the flavor of the chicken when you just deep fry it. Anyway, we also have a huge announcement. Tomorrow we'll have a graphic for it. Uh, we had kind of a crazy weekend with everything getting funded to futility. We've been so focused on that, which is great because we should be. And uh, we still have all those stretch goals to hit. And we're going to be promoting for the next 18 days. My aunt asked me uh, on the phone on Saturday, if you funded, what is this other stuff? And what, oh, what are you doing over there? I'm just moving something. Oh, I heard like keys jingle jangle. Um my aunt asked me, and we can cut this out and like, Luke, we can post this. My aunt asked me, what is all this stuff? Well, the stretch goals, if you're the $100 backer, you get all of these stretch goals. So let's hit it because right now in this game, you get 200 cards, blue and red. So that's 400 cards. Now, if you keep playing Futility, you're going to see some of the same cards over and over again. It's like Cards Against Humanity, you know what I mean? Like you see some of the weird same ones all the time. But if you get the stretch packs, you can feed them in and you can recreate all the game however you want to. Like, oh, tonight let's play the Teen Angst mixed with some classic. Let's do the, uh, the sports ones mixed with some classic. So you can make this game very different all the way around. I think that's the genius of Futility. I'm not calling myself a genius. I just think that's like the fun part of Futility. I'm not a genius that... That's reserved for, like, Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady, I guess. I don't know. Sports genius. The guy's 44 and still bombing. Anyway, hitting those stretch goals gets you all the super fun stuff on Futility, the actual game of living. So let's hit those stretch goals. we got 18 days to go to see how much we can hit. Share it. Show it. Do it. Um, if I sent you cards and stickers, let me know if you got them because I want to know. I want to know what... And uh, thank you all so much. But also a huge announcement. Big time. We have a sponsor of the show. It's not Boone's Bourbon. We would love to bring Boone's Bourbon back. But we have a sponsor of the Positivity Report and the Good People Association and Josh Brady. That's right. It's Perk Clothing. Currently, I'm wearing a Perk shirt. This is... I Listen. I've said it on the show before. I'll say it again. I was born in a T-shirt. I will die in a T-shirt. I, I came out of the womb. My mom was like, wow, that's a really nice, comfortable T-shirt. I love wearing T-shirts. I also love wearing a good golf shirt. Everybody knows that. But I love wearing T-shirts. And this is the most comfortable T-shirt I've ever put on my body. Okay? They also make a chino that fits my fat ass, but also feels really good on my waist. And I'm a big chino guy. If I'm going out, I'm going to throw on a pair of chinos. I might start wearing chinos on the regular day. Perkclothing.com. Use the code GPA at checkout. Get you 20% off. I promise you, this is my sullen promise. Sullen, is that the word? I promise you, it's the best pair of pants and best t-shirt you ever put on your body. Get the pocket tee. Get the, get the classic tees. They got tons of different colors. Perkclothing.com. Don't be a jerk. Wear perk. That's my uh, that's my slogan. What do you think about that? You good? You fan? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Don't be a jerk. Wear perk. Perk shirts. Perk pants. Perkclothing.com. Use the code GPA. 20% off at checkout. Uh, I'm very excited, so check it out. Anyhow, uh, we've got a guest coming on today. Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. Is he in? Is he waiting in there again? He just got in. Oh, nice. Uh, Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. Uh, our buddy, a huge congratulations to our buddy, Greg Miller, Game Over Greggy, Kind of Funny. Had his baby this weekend. Little boy. He and Jen went through a lot in labor. Having a baby is an extremely stressful time. Uh, they, she ended up having to get a C-section, just like my wife. Uh, and the, the, the recovery that women have to go through after a C-section is insane. Not only that, but they have to feed a baby and raise a baby. And they just had major surgery where they move your guts to get a baby out. It's insane. They cut you open and they remove a baby from your body. Okay? Having a baby, say what you want, okay, is in, it's so intense. I've never been in a, I mean, I haven't really had like a major surgery, so I don't know. But like being in that delivery room and my wife was getting a C-section to have a baby. Oh my God. Probably the most stressful time in my life. And my wife is shaking. Like, the, it was intense. And then you go through, I mean, my wife is still recovering seven to eight months later. It's, you get, it's an emotional roller coaster for everybody involved. And that's obviously vaginal birth, C-section, however you, 
We are just men, husbands, dads, whatever. We are there as bystanders to the miracle of life. And what women go through, I said it on here before, I'll say it again. If men had to give birth, we would have died off as a people years ago. It, w- it would have been Tom Cruise in oblivion, just walking around like, remember here, remember this thing? Um, so congratulations to Greg Miller and Jen Miller on their little boy, Benjamin James Miller. I was hoping for Egon, but we didn't get that. Uh, my brother's name is Ben, uh, so I love that name. So congratulations. And we're going to bring Nick Scarpino, a new uncle. A new uncle. The Kind of Funny has their first offspring. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend, he is the funniest stand-up on a boat. It's a very, it's a niche audience, that boat stand-up. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Scarpino! Yay, what's going on, man? How you hey, doing? Hey, brother, good to see you. Good to see you, too. I just I just want to tell you, Okay. I'm fine with it now. But the next time you introduce me and then start talking about Greg for 15 minutes, <laughs> it's gonna, I'm going to take a little hit right here, right to the heart, taking it right to the heart. Well, I... I mean, this is your, you are stepping up to the uncle big leagues. Does your brother have any kids? No, my brother does not have any kids. I am not an uncle anywhere else. So I have a bunch of friends that have children. Okay. Um, but Greg will probably be the closest person to me. Yeah. Both uh, geographically. Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, like he'll, he'll just be the, that kid will always be around. So I will actually probably be an official uncle now, which is good. It's good Looking stuff. Looking forward to it. I, th- I mean, you're a cool, you're a cool uncle. Okay. You can teach him funny stuff. Was that a question? No, no. I, you're a cool <laughs> it uncle. It sounded like you put it. It sounded like you put a little bit of a question mark at the end of that. You're like, you're a cool uncle. <laughs> like, you're not going to be stern. You're gonna, listen, this kid, he he's going to know where if he wants the pot or to get it from. Okay, it's going to be cool, <laughs> Uncle Nick. Hey, Uncle Nick. Um, like my friends and I were uh, going to like go out. Do you think you could like buy us a case of Milwaukee's Best Light? I got you, kid. No big deal. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> Except that kid's getting, he's going to get fucking Corona or something like that. I'm not giving him a walkie. No, you got to start. You natty got, ice. Yeah, get him Natty. Oh, do they still make Natty ice? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, and here's my thing. is like I, when I was a kid, I used to hate beer. I still hate beer. I don't like beer yeah, at all. I don't drink a lot so of beer. whenever anyone would buy me something like a Smirnoff ice or like a Zima, I would be stoked. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They tasted great. Zima tastes great. I don't know why they stopped making it. No, they they re they re put it on the shelves. You can get Zima. Again. Did they really? Yes. Oh, Th- throw a Jolly Rancher in that. Remember, you used to throw a Jolly Rancher in the Zima. Ooh. I never no because that. When I was drunk, I would have choked on the Jolly Rancher. I just liked my Zima, straight up Zima. Straight Zima. Do you remember the introduction of Mike's Hard Lemonade? That was a huge day. That was like uh, a game changer. That was the world pushing back and saying, you know what, beer? We've had enough. We know that Zima failed. We know that Smirnoff Ice is on the way out. But Mike's Hard Lemonade, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that I think they still sell it. Oh No, they definitely do. My uh, in-laws... Bought some for our wedding that nobody drank in the can yes. form, and we had like the multi pack of oh, yeah. of Mike's Hard Lemonade that's still in my in laws' fridge. That I will take like a half of Mike's Hard Lemonade, a little bit of ice, some vodka, and a lime, and bing, bang, boom, you've got yourself a super Mike. Dude, that sounds first off, that sounds amazing. Second <laughs> yeah. off, the fact that it's in a can makes it that much more trashy, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yep, because yep. <laughs> they used to, at least they used to be in bottles, mm-hmm. and you can feel good about yourself that you're drinking out of a big boy bottle. But yep. when something comes in, like what's what's next? They're gonna put Mike's Hard Lemonade in one of those like apple juice cartons, <laughs> in little boxes. You're like, ah, oh, this is the child's drink now. It's a shame that we don't get more alcohol in carton form, right? Like in a milk it's carton, fun, right? Yeah, it makes you think, hey. This is not that destructive to your liver or your health or your mm-hmm. overall well-being. Kids juice comes like this. Like imagine you go to a Starbucks and there's a little alcohol, there's like a little apple juice little for the kids yeah. and then a little a little Zima. Yeah. You can pop a little Zima while you're while you're waiting in line for your venti iced. You you take it to a tailgate, you could take it on a bus, a subway. You just oh, you got a little straw fun. in there, you know, and mm-hmm. then you know the fa- your favorite thing to do with like a, a carton of anything with a straw at the end, blow into it as hard as you can so that the juice like the rest mm-hmm. of it gets in there. Make it a blowfish. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Did you, ever do, did you ever do that? You ever actually like unwrap one of the cartons just to see what it looks like? It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's all lined in there. Because you line have a color codes. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, uh, Ikaika, can you do me a favor? Can you hit the AC? Uh, I'm getting a little sweaty in here, Nick. As you know, as it's a on. You're welcome. Is it on? Yep. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> You're just a big bear. Just a, just a big just man. A big bear. old bear. Nick, I want to. I want to talk. Real quick, tell me about this stand-up show on the boat, and when do I get an invite? Because I've always wanted to do stand-up on a boat, and I think it's genius. 
I would love to have you for stand up on the boat. We don't have another one scheduled just yet because okay. their um, their summer months kicked up, so they kicked us off the boat so they could show movies and mm. actually have like uh, uh, Google come on and make them some money. Yeah. But basically, yeah, me and my partner Austin decided to uh, to go look for venues for shows that we could co produce, uh, and we walked by the pier and I, and we were like, dude, it'd be actually really cool. This was during the middle of COVID, yeah. So everything had to be outdoor, and the boats have these giant, beautiful outdoor seating areas that on the on the top of the boat. So we just went up to Red and White Cruises and said, "Hey, we'd love to partner with you guys and and get some comics up here and try to put some audience on top of one of your boats." Um, and it ended up being a really cool experience. And we did we ran a year's worth of shows, damn, almost every month. Um, we had a few, quite a few headliners come up from LA. We yeah. had a bunch of local headliners come here. We did a couple of showcases. We did, um, uh, a little festival. So it was like a two day show, Whoa. two shows each day with all the local comics. All of our friends came and just like partied on this boat with us. Um, and we were actually able to, once the, the COVID restrictions kind of lightened up a little bit, we were able to move it inside, Ooh. which was a different experience because it was, um, obviously more of a club environment but you were also like if you looked to your left you're like oh that's the bay bridge that's wild or yeah. oh that's oracle stadium but the last show we did uh we had ari manis come up for it and we're doing his he's he's uh starting his headlining set and we start hearing fallout boy and i look over and there's just fallout boy playing at oracle stadium and it is sold out and we were a little undersold that day so i was like huh I picked the wrong career. Yeah. I should have been <laughs> Fallout Boy. a pop punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Fallout no, it was super fun. Fallout Boy, very underrated, in my opinion. Those first couple Fallout Boy albums, woo, man. I don't know that I know enough about Fallout Boy to rate them, so I'll take your word for it. You don't, you know. Come on, you, Nick. I know you. You do. You have got a little bit of a punk side. Look at that beard. Sure. Look at that beard. Yeah. Okay. You, I know you like a little bit of Fallout Boy. You know, remember that Kanye West song with Kanye West and Fallout Boy? Ooh, that was a good one. Uh, which was, sing, sing me a, a lick from it right now for the kids so they know what's up. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> was it Kanye West and Fallout Boy that did the song, or was it Jay Z and Kanye West? Kanye West. Jay Z was uh, Linkin Park. Linkin Park. Okay, so it went. Kaika, can you give me a little bit of the the Kanye West Linkin Park or the Kanye West? Uh, <laughs> Fall Out Boy. Wait, I remember listening to it in like 2008. Nick Scarpino. Hold on, hold on. Here, I can Google it. It's what the was it same scene. It's an arms race. Do you remember that song? Yes, yes. Ah, uh, wait. Come on. It's like uh, somebody in chat. Somebody in chat. Tell me. Uh, uh, Look up the lyrics, and you'll oh pop in your head. I'm not gonna sing it. Nick Scarpino. I'm watching, I'm watching an ad right now. I'm gonna listen to it, but I'm watching an ad for Wheelworks. <laughs> go, go get yourself some Wheelworks. Oh, Jesus, how many ads are gonna? They put on this thing. Uh, uh, it it like, oh wait 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 wait. Um, I do not remember the song at all. Starts off like, what's the name of the song? What is the name of the song? It's mm. this ain't a scene. It's an arm race. Yeah, but there's like a uh, there's like a sick hook to it. Damn it! Oh no no no. Patrick McCabe says dance dance. No no no. Was that arm? Yes yes. It's do you want to play race. the first five seconds? Yes. Okay, hold on. I mean, it's a dope beat. It's like a Kanye beat. Under yes. It. And then, but there's a whole. It sounds like Gold Digger a little bit. This, but. Is, this is really good show stuff. Uh, go to perkclothing.com. Oh, have you watched any of our podcasts? We, we do a visual <laughs> podcast for 99% of the time, our audio <laughs> listeners, who we do more on. Uh, just hate us because we're like, let's look at this picture of this person. We're not going to describe it to you at all, audio listeners. And they're like, we hate you. We're not going to support you anymore on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Yes. Go over there, back us at the $1 tier. Hit appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, how, okay. So I saw an announcement studio. What's going on? Studio coming in the new year. Okay. We had a date for it, unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, because of all the actually, uh, supply issues that people are having right now. Um, here's what's happened. Okay. COVID screwed up the supply chains for everything. Uh, yeah, Obviously, resources are really hard to get. Uh, recently, I was in a Trader Joe's and they were like, we don't have salt. Sorry, <laughs> sir. We don't know when the salt's coming. So, um, Basically, wood got super expensive, metal got hard to get, all the electrical components got hard to get. It pushed us back to a point where we are now on track. We thought we were going to hit a January 6th um, uh, deadline, basically, mm -hmm. to launch the studio for our anniversary. Mm -hmm. But then another issue popped up, which is that all of the workers started getting super busy. So getting subcontractors for everything. Like we had an electrician show up, drop his stuff off, 
and then leave and get, never come back. Get out of here. He was so busy with other jobs. Yeah. So my contractor is beside himself. He's trying, he and the team are trying desperately to get this thing done. Um, but it's just taking a lot longer than we thought it was going to take. But okay. thankfully they're in the sheetrocking phase right now. So um, they've done all the the data runs and electrical runs, plumbing is all, all of it's done. We're in the final phases of the interior of the studio. So okay. hopefully, you know, Q1 of, of January, we'll be able to get in there and, and, and have some fun and get you up there for a party. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I haven't seen you guys yeah, of in course. person and it's coming on, you know, in March, I mean, two years. Cause I was, uh, what? No, I was up for like the in January, right of twenty twenty. Before you were COVID. up in January, you came up after that though. You came up for some other like fundraising. I think you came up for, like extra life or something like that. We got to do that ghillie suit a lot. <laughs> a I'm lot. just trying to think of the last time that I was there. That I was there. I, I mean, the last time we were physically there was two years ago. So yeah, we weren't. We we I shut down the old studio. Um, I think like January of this year. I know. Maybe it was, yeah, January of like this year. Oh, no, sorry. Maybe it was like August of last year because that's when the lease was up. So I kept it going for a while in the hopes that we could go back and at least work out of there while the new studio was getting done. But it just didn't, it just wasn't financially sound. Right, right, right. Um, right so right. We, we shut that down. So yeah, you probably weren't, you probably the last time you were up there was like January 2019. You, no, no, because it was 20, because I remember I was trying to promote and wanted to promote uh, Eating History. So I came up to see you guys. So it would have been like, that part of 2020 because we didn't air it until end of March. It might have been like, because we left that studio in March yes. or February. Right. We saw that we saw IGN was like, hey, we're letting all of our workers work from home. We were like, well, screw you, IGN. We want to be better than you guys. <laughs> so we were like, well, the writing's on the wall. Everyone's going to have to shutter, like, you know, shelter in place for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we went into that earlier than we needed to before the even the San Francisco mandates came down the line. Um, and then two years later, we're still working out of our respective apartments. Oof. Weird. Is are you are you excited to get back to a studio, or you have have you? Because I know you're kind of like me, a little bit of a homebody. You don't like, you know. I mean, but there well, is. Well, I, I like the convenience of working out of my house. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. like the fact that I get to see my wife all the time. It's pretty yeah. awesome, and she's, she's finally acclimated to having me around constantly. <laughs> it took, took a while. Yeah. It took a while. I'm like a junkyard dog, where it's like, oh, that dog is eating the furniture again. But after a while, you're like, you know, can't live without this dog. It's like we're in the third act of the movie now. Where we have to go solve the crime. Um, but. I think she's excited for me to leave and I'm excited just to be around the guys again and be yeah. in that creative environment and totally. just like snack and have fun. And the, the downside is everything in my life. I've like tailored my life so that all of my activities are within, you know, a one mile radius of where I'm currently sitting. Cause I'm kind of in the center of San Francisco. So okay. any comedy that I go do any workouts that I go do any friends that I see are really, really close to me, but the studio is not that far away. Okay. It's actually only a few miles past where maybe like a mile past where the old studio was. So, I like, you know, I, I don't know. I vacillate because when I'm here, I'm like, I love being here. When I drive out to the studio, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And I'm standing in the space and I'm seeing it being built. I'm like, this is going to be radical when yeah. it's done. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And I know I, I like, I kind of pepper you guys sometimes. I'm like, when is this happening? Because <laughs> I'm no, I'm I mean, just excited. Trust me, it's, it's the, the main burden of the studio is falling on my my shoulders as well as Kevin's shoulders. And it's, yeah. you know, we're, we're just, it's. It's stressful and we mm -hmm. feel bad that we're letting the team down. But at the end of the day, we want to get it done right. We want to do it. You know, I don't want to skimp on on something that's, you know, could have saved us a month. But then five years from now, we're like, well, crap. Now we right. have to reinstall that for twice as much money. Or we just don't have that cool thing. Or we didn't think, you know, to not have the, you know, something tucked up into the rafters. And now we want to put another set in or something like that. We have to like redo all the AC units and shit like that. So right. there's stuff, there's just stuff that like... I want to make sure we're taking our time and getting it done right um, and making the right decisions, but it's just taking longer than expected. You're the, you're the opposite of like the government of most countries. It's like, no, no, just do the cheapest stuff possible and don't worry about it. When it explodes later, we'll fix it and just keep putting well, gum no, on a dam. That's the opposite. It would have been the most expensive stuff possible, but installed incorrectly and no, and not the right stuff. Correct. And it would have exploded later and it would have done, been done four times as long as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm actually pretty close to the governments <laughs> of, of the buildings, except our stuff's going to be done right. And it's going to work well, hopefully knock on wood. That's the other fun thing is like, there's no guarantee that everything we're doing is going to work, right? <laughs> we might get into the studio, but like none of the electricity works in here. Well, what's going on? And then it's like, well, I don't know. And then our contractor's like, see you later. Because this is the other problem we're having is like contractors, the second they're done, I'm like, hey, what if we uh, wanted to like, like paint the outside of the building and they just don't get back to me? 
They're like, nope, I'm done with you. This is a two-year project. I got 15 other projects lined up. I'm building a house. Well, I'm good. I'm like, oh, great. I mean, the the construction situation just across the country in some of these, like, booming parts of bonkers. the world, it's bonkers. It's insane. Because yeah. my well, brother's- Construction, real estate, um, there's so, all of our markets are just upside down right now. They yeah. don't make any sense. Mm-mm. Like, we just went through a massive, massive economic, like, uh, peril. Yeah. And people are coming out of it building more than they've ever built before. And there's no supply lines left. Mm-hmm. So like people are building like crazy. They're buying like crazy. People are quitting their jobs. Like they, we've, they, they're, they're calling it the mass. What is it? Uh, the mass quitting or whatever the mass, um, not retirement, but there's like thousands and thousands of people who are quitting their jobs. Cause they're just like, life ain't worth it. Right. It's too short. I could die of COVID tomorrow. So I'm quitting my shit job. <laughs> uh, and then, People are building stuff like mad, but yeah. then it's costing them three times as much because wood is four times as expensive as it used to be. It's gone down now, thank God. But, yeah. you know, right after we didn't need it anymore, now the price of wood's gone down. So it's well, good. We, when we were, like, building this base, I mean, you haven't been here, but, like, the basic wood structures, right? Mm-hmm. I went back like a month and a half later and plywood was twice as expensive. I'm like, holy cow, did I dodge a bullet? Yeah, my brother who, uh, you know, Matt, uh, is a set designer and builds predominantly most of his stuff out of wood, uh, was joking around and he sent me an image of what $1,000 of plywood looked like in 2019, which was like a massive pallet with like 40 or 50 sheets on it. And then he's like, and this is $1,000 of plywood now. And it was like, (laughs) five sheets of plywood <laughs> and i don't even think it was an exaggeration i legitimately think like that's what someone went to a home depot and was like uh-huh. here's a thousand like here's like a five hundred dollars of plywood and it yeah. was like a half a pallet it was no at most and and uh, yeah. the, the home depots over here are i mean it, it's like the walking dead is happening i mean people are are climbing over one another to just get like a two by three not even a two oh, by four i mean our, so this is one of this is one of the issues, right? God bless our con, on our, our contractor; he's very yes. even keeled. But he has spent the majority of his time building this building, looking for components that he needs. So he's obviously a contractor. He has different various areas that he can go to. But more often than not, he's like, "Dude, I just got, I had to just go to Home Depot to get this stuff because it's the only like." I called around. They're the only people that had electrical quad outlets. Yeah. And he's like, I hit a bunch back in the day and someone found them. He's like, damn it. But yeah, <laughs> he's just been driving around to Lowe's, Home Depot's, all of his contractor places, just trying to find enough outlets to put that, you know, the plans denote things. It's and, wild. And here we are with like ships stuck in harbors because there's not enough people to work because they, they're just saying, ah, it's not worth it. I'm just going to go live. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, granted, listen, if you're in a job that you don't like and you're like, I'm going to quit, there's nothing that feels better than quitting a job you don't like. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've always been of the mindset to not quit your job until you've got another job uh-huh. lined up. And I just don't understand how people, I don't know what people's plans are to no. like, what are you going to do? You got to get another job eventually, right? What so is are it? you just going to try to, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What is it that you do here, Nick? What I would think- you say- you do here, Josh. <laughs> the that's why, like, that's going to be a card in futility. Quit your job with no prospects. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy this game, Nick. It's ba- you know, it's 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 a raunchy card game, and when I say raunchy, it's just it's an adult card game mixed with a classic kids board game. That's and that's what a lot of parents want for their kids, right? <laughs> is they want their children to have both the the fun innocence of childhood, yes, but also. Uh, watch porn. They want them to do both of those things at the same time. It's the adultness, Nick, of it. It's like, hey, this is real life right now. It's hilarious. Right. This could happen to you. Like, make a best friend, steals your identity, go back two spaces. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, that's happened. Hey, yes. you think that your your friend just got a new couch? Make sure you throw up on it. That's futility. <laughs> Boom. Make sure you get too drunk and throw up on it. So it's yes. all this forever staying. Yeah. Go to Boston. How, how are we doing with futility? Is it it's Is funded. It out yet? Can I buy this game now? No, not yet. Uh, it won't be because the Kickstarter, we still have 18 days to go, but we hit our initial goal to actually get the game made of $30,000. We hit that on Friday. Congratulations. Thank you very That's much, awesome. man. Uh, and we're at 33000 even right now. Just hit that this morning. 18 days to go. We, w- we have a bunch of stretch goals we want to hit uh, for the expansion packs because... The cards are what drives the game. So we have our, you know, our classic cards in here. And then we've got, you know, like teen angst, puberty cards. We've got sports, mm-hmm. movies, R-rated cards, as I'm calling futility nights. Um, and Beautiful. you can you can mix and match all of these cards in order to just kind of like 
give yourself so many different versions of the game with the stretch goals so that it never gets old. It's not like the moops in Seinfeld when you can like memorize Trivial Pursuit so that you're that good at it, which is what I did as a child. I would just sit in the basement and read trivia questions. I've, I was a little special, Nick, and memorized. You still are. Tri- you still are, John. Thanks, we buddy. Love you. I appreciate it. But that. we know that you, he, I like how he's like, if everyone working on this, like you haven't caught Josh in the office still doing this exact same thing to this day. Because <laughs> one day he's going to play that all important Trivial Pursuit game against someone and he's going to want to win that thing. Correct. I know, I don't lose Trivial Pursuit, Nick. When they started coming out with like the 25th anniversary and the 40th, then like all these different things, like oh, I got more cards I need to memorize. Uh, because, and that's why, that's why I like I wanted the expansion packs for futility was so that, you know, you had kids over there being like, oh, I want to play uh, the, I want to play the, the movie one tonight. And then we make more movie ones. And the, mm-hmm. the possibilities for futility, Nick, just like living, endless. are endless. Yes. Endless. Thank you, sir. Um, now, go ahead. how much longer do you have me for? Because I want to talk to you about, well, we don't have to talk about that. What? It's more of a, it's not a positive topic. What do you want to talk about? You have the what? other game that you wanted to, to, to helm for the longest time and all the controversy happening over there. Yeah. Uh, and Nick What's is your take on to- all that stuff? We don't have to talk about that. No, no, no. Much. We can. Uh, we've talked about it on here uh, a few times and I, well, I haven't talked about it in a minute um, because we've been so busy promoting futility. Obviously they have not found a host, a permanent they haven't host. haven't figured that out yet. We're talking right? about Jeopardy for everyone out yes. there who has never followed Josh and doesn't understand that he needs to be the host of Jeopardy. Even though now I'm scared. Now I don't want you to be. Because I don't, don't want them to be like, Josh is the host and then they make you the host and then they dig up those pictures of you shirtless at a Pittsburgh Steelers game. They're like, look at this monster. <laughs> Just can't. He's on his 50th beer. Can we have the Jeopardy host be, have beer? The Facebook account is private now, Nick. I've, I've cut that off. Uh, after, Not smart. Yeah, because that was early social media when you were like, listen, you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to post myself drunk every night. Let's go. Every night. Right. Every night. It's like day 37. <laughs> haven't had any water yet. <laughs> Just Bud Light. That's, that's the Mark Ellis in Vegas. He can survive because all he does is drink Coors Light everywhere he goes, which is basically water. And I'm over here drinking bourbon or vodka or whatever. And I'm like, Mark, I can't call it. It's yeah. He's like, I'm still feeling it. Right. Um, the, Mark's coming up here, by the way. I think he's coming up in the next couple of months to do Milk Bar again. I think that we are, we're trying to reschedule it so that I can make it because it was supposed to be next two weekends from now. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're, I think we're going to pick a date in November to do it or possibly like mid-December, like Christmas time. Very cool. One of, one of the well, two. let me know because I want to come by and watch y'all. That'll be well, super fun. And we want to have you on the show. Right? That'd be fun too. Yeah. And I think it was going to be a Friday night, so Friday or Saturday. But yeah, put you on the show, get everybody in there. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen you do stand up in a minute and I've got a bunch I got better. Of- <laughs> I got better. I'm still not great, Okay, but, uh, I did get better. I've been writing and performing a lot. Good. Uh, I've been doing the thing where you have to reach out to other people and beg to get on their shows the and best. sometimes it works yeah. and it's always demoralizing. Demoralizing. So, yes. That's fun. Uh, we're, we have a show in like six months. You want to come on there? Oh yeah, cool. Definitely. That's exactly when I want to come on the show. And then you follow up and you're like, Hey, can I be on that show in six months? Like you're like, Hey, it's been six months. You told me to be, oh, we booked, I'm sorry, yeah. bro. We booked it. Oh, breaking news. Ikeka Shively, the Hawaiian hunk, Prince of the Islands, low hot Friday. $1. Oh, come on. <laughs> Who did that? Are they just trying to mess with my OCD? This is ridiculous. 33,001. Look, listen, I'll take the $1, but <sighs> Nick, you know what this does to me? It fills you with hope. <laughs> does it? For the future. So, Can I tell you the first thing you, I thought about when that? you reached out to me last night what's and you it? said, hey, do you want to be on the, the positivity report? And I was like, clearly their guest dropped out for Monday, so yes, I will. <laughs> um, I thought, have you seen a movie called Beverly Hills Cop 2? <laughs> Nick, have I seen Beverly Hills Cop 2? That's the reason do I moved remember- to Los Angeles. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in Beverly Hills Cop 2 where Billy and Axel Foley are chasing after uh, the bad guys after they robbed the, I think it was like the, the, the horse race? Yes. Yep. And they get to the fence and he's like, hey, oh no, it's right before he's like, hey, the, the place is being robbed. And the guy's like, I don't have authorization for that. And they look at each other and they scream back at him, authorized, and they shoot the alarm and it goes off. Yes. For some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like you and I are going to do that one day. I, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Every time I every time I see a buddy cop movie, all I think is Scarpino and I. Scarpino could do that with me, right? Like us yeah. us in a buddy cop reality kind of a show where they're like they're not cops, but they act like it. 
Oh my God. I would love that because I don't want to actually be, I want okay. No. I don't want to actually have to like bump someone out by arresting them. That's not my, that's not my, my vibe, yes. but I do want to be able to carry a weapon for some reason and get donuts all the time and just sit in the car. Uh-huh. Like think of the conversations we'd have sitting in the car with coffee, hot coffee, hot coffee, a couple donuts. And then we, as wear, the, the t- we wear the ties with the short sleeve shirts. Yes. The Sipowitzes is my brother. Yes, calls the Sipowitzes. We yeah. Sipowitzes. God, we would crush it. Like, what are you guys staking out? Nothing. We're Nothing. D- well, we were told there shop. was some crime that might be happening here, but so yeah. we're just hanging out. But like you're, you're in, yeah, you're in Beverly Hills. There's no crime <laughs> happening here. Like, yeah, exactly. Great. We should. And do- then, but, but both of us are like, they're like, which one of you guys is the good cop and which one is the bad cop? We're both good cop. Both good cop. <laughs> we don't really want to. No, we're not. We're positive. It's like when Ellis and I went to see Let's Be Cop and Let's Be Cops, and I was told I was never allowed to review another movie at Collider or Schmo's No Channel because I Why? said that it was the perfect movie because it's a top five comedy all time. Nick, one of the greatest films ever made, ever yeah, made. It's genius. It doesn't have a lull in the whole show. In the whole movie, there was no lull at all. The the last a minute, boom, boom. boom. I would put that up against any comedy all time. Dumb and Dumber, MacGruber. Um, Happy Gilmore. Funny mm-hmm. all the way through. I still laugh out loud at a low. When he does the meth, come on. That is come just on. amazing. Come on. Great ah. film. Great filmmaking. That's of an era. They just, you just can't do that anymore. But yes, God bless me. You know, what did I, oh, you know what I just watched the other day? Like uh, RIP Norm McDonald. I'd never seen Dirty Work before. Oh, Dirty Work is genius. It's I so kind of stayed good. away from it because I'm not a huge Artie Lang fan. Yeah. And I mean, Norm McDonald, God bless him. I love Norm McDonald. But yeah. Norm McDonald's like a very special taste. But man, watching that, I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually not, it's actually a much better movie than I thought it was, it was going to be. Yes. I'm happy I watched it. R.I.P. Norm McDonald. Yeah. Started watching his show also, which is completely zany. Do, do a, um, do, go and watch his opening monologue to the ESPYs. And I think it's 2001, <laughs> maybe? Why would they have him host that? Yeah. And he, dude, he has, his last joke is so good. I mean, the, nobody understands, half the athletes are like, ah, I don't know about this. I mean, he is taking shots. And you know, Norm MacDonald, of all the comedians all time, he gave the most zero Fs of any comedian zero, all time. It's like Fs. Norm MacDonald, Bill Burr, right? Eddie Murphy. Like, they're, they just zero Fs given. And Norm MacDonald on, I mean, you can go and watch every appearance of him on Conan, Back to back to back, it's like an hour and a half, and each one is better than the last. Oh, I, I, I might just do that for my my midday break. I'm gonna make yeah. some turkey meat. Maybe I'll sit down <laughs> with that opening monologue from the SBs from Norm McDonald. By the way, one of those moments where you're like, who do we get to who do we get to host the show? Yeah, Norm McDonald. Yeah, that's a bad idea. It's, it's a not, terrible idea. It's a bad idea. I tell Let's you right now, it. veto that idea. Go yeah. out, get anyone else. I want it. I want a documentary series about finding hosts for award shows and how producers took it. Like a Ricky Gervais, a Norm Macdonald. Like when when award shows go wrong, I want the interviews with the people that had to hire yeah. or run that show. That's a fun series. Getting Ricky Gervais to host anything yeah. is like asking to drink with Josh Makuka. It sounds like <laughs> a great idea at first. But an hour in, you're like, this was a miserable mistake. I'm going to die. <laughs> Meanwhile, Josh is still like somewhat. So you're like, how are you sober? You've had a whole fifth of vodka. I don't care. doesn't matter. Training. Let's go. Yeah. Like that night I took you around Los Angeles. I probably had about 30 drinks and, and you had two. That was two. one of my best nights in LA ever. I think about that night very fondly when it's I think awesome. back to that. I mean, that we, was fun. You got to come back down again. I got a kid now. I can go twice as hard. You got that doesn't make any sense to me. This is why I don't bother people. People have children. I go, you're an adult now. You don't have room in your yeah, life for me. Yeah, no. I'm a child. I'm a man child. We, we can't go to Barney's Beanery and get hammered and have you tell me. Literally, we sat in every chair. And Josh was like, I was sitting in this chair when yada 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 <laughs> happened. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then we just got up and sat in another chair. And then we ordered breakfast, I think. Yeah, you got and eggs and broccoli because you were on that keto thing or whatever. Yeah, it was super good. Yeah, oh, it was so good. Oh man. Breakfast uh, at two o'clock in the morning at Barney's Beanery. It was great. That's Barney. Barney's best meals are their breakfast. Barney's Beanery. They make a good wing. Uh, they make good nachos, but everything else, the, the breakfast they crush. And I don't know how they do it, oh. but it's really good. It really was good. good. Um, the uh, the question to your previous question about Jeopardy is: this, Oh yes, they still haven't found a host. Maya Bialik has been fine. Uh, I think she's fine. I think that. Um, she's she's getting a little bit better. I still have this sneaking suspicion that she does not like to talk to the contestants. Like she acts like she likes, but at the end of the day, she's like, normal people. Doesn't that kind of like 
isn't that one of the like one of the main components of the show though? Yes. Are there like two, I imagine if you're hosting Jeopardy, there's two things you got to nail. Yeah. One, reading. Ask the questions correctly. <laughs> Correct. Or what? Or rather, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ask the answers correctly because Jeopardy, of course, doesn't tell you the question yeah. until you answer. It's a clue. And two, that fun banter back and forth with with the contestants while still having an air of confidence and superiority to said contestants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not so much like, uh, I'm a celebrity people need, I got to talk to these normals. It's like when she, right. you, you would imagine if you went to get a Mayim Bialik autograph at a comic con, she'd be like, okay about it. I feel like she's not going to comic con. She no. doesn't, she, I don't think she wants to be surrounded by that many fans. Dude. That's what, that was the great thing about Trebek is Trebek was Jeopardy born and raised. Yes. Name one other thing that man did. I can't. You probably could. Uh, yeah. But I can't. I know his whole career. Because he, he is the DNA of that. He is the one that 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 pioneered mm -hmm. the staunch, sort of starched collar, no BS Jeopardy hosting. And occasionally he'd smile and you'd be like, that just brought a little ray of sunshine into my heart. Correct. And him talking to the contestants was always the best because he acted like he cared. He made, like you said, made fun of them a little bit. And then we went on with the game. But everybody had their moment with Alex. Whereas mm -hmm. my and B. Alex like, so it says here on the card, you're a person. Cool. Next. Right? You are a human person. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all right. Okay, all right you're smart. I get it. And then I Ken Jennings is coming. You're more successful than me. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, Ken Jennings is coming on. I mean, the best one to do it in the guest hosting situation was Katie Couric and Joe Buck. Right, they were the best two guest hosts of all of them. They're bringing Ken mm -hmm. Jennings on, even though he like attacked. He had a kind of a rough Twitter past, but they're bringing him on. Uh, I feel like they need to Wait, get Ken Jennings. Is not the producer, right? No, he's, Ken... the, he's not the guy. Correct. Producer was Mike Richards. That who... guy. <laughs> that guy asked for some chaos. <laughs> that guy's an it's, idiot. It's <laughs> it's kind of like. It's it's honestly like if Greg um, I am um, sports reference I wish Andy was here he would probably get this one. It's like I can if, call him. if the old head coach was like I'm starting quarterback now bye. Yeah. Yeah like uh, that doesn't seem like a good idea the, and they're like well you're the you're the head bad. coach you're the only person that can yeah. make this call and he's like I'm making the call. Put me suit me up coach and it's like you're talking to yourself. That's, That's weird. You are the person. And then it turns out he wasn't a very nice person to pretty much everybody he worked with. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just, it's one of those things that if you are, an, if you're, if you're super mean to everyone and kind of a tyrant, yeah. maybe don't put yourself in front of camera, you know, like don't, maybe don't, don't do that. Maybe just, or maybe just don't be a tyrant. I don't know. Yeah. But so who do you think will end up being the host ultimately for it? Do you have, do you have know. a beat on I, who that's going to be? I would think it would probably be Ken Jennings. Yeah. Uh, Ken, is Ken Jennings the guy that like won the most? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's one yeah, of the past yeah. contestants, right? Yes. I just, here's the thing you you need to appease to to the old ladies watching it. You need to mm -hmm. appease to Middle America, and I think mm -hmm. that sometimes Ken Jennings has this air of like I'm way smarter than you. I don't, Alex Trebek. You thought he knew the answers. Ken Jennings, you know he knows the answers, and that's yeah. the problem. Alex Trebek was perfect because you knew that he knew that he doesn't know the answers. <laughs> and you knew that he was just going to, at the, when, when all was said and done, yeah. he was going to take off his suit, put on another suit, and have a cocktail. <laughs> yes, you know? 100%. He's going to put on his comfy suit yeah. and have a cocktail. When Jean Trebek came on the Positivity Report, we were talking, and she was like, what people don't realize is Alex loved just putting on a, like an old T-shirt and jeans and watching the Lakers game. I was like, no, no, he didn't. He only no, he wore not. suits all the time. He, he slept in a suit. Suits. He was the guy that was like, like there's that. I forget what the line was, but like there's that line in 30 Rock where Liz comes to to, Al, to Alec Baldwin's office and he's wearing a tuxedo. She's like, why are you wearing a tuxedo? He goes, after five, what am I, poor? <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a poor person? <laughs> this is great. That's what I imagine Alex Trebek because he yep. just gets out of the suit at five o'clock. He just snaps his fingers. He's yep. in a tuxedo. He's just in a tuxedo. Oh, man. All right, Yes. Uh, okay, so I titled this Nick Scarpino was in Drumline because I was watching Drumline on Friday uh -huh. night. Uh -huh. And underrated film, in my opinion. Under underrated. Drumline, underrated. Nick Cannon, right? Yes. That? Nick Cannon, yes. The, uh, uh, the guy from uh, from Office Space who plays the, the crack guy trying to sell him the magazines. Forget that actor's name. He plays like the teacher, Dr. Lee. Orlando. I want to say, no, not Orlando. It's, no, it is. Um, it's something Orlando. Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones. Thank you. I've the movie one time. I, I, anything that had to do with marching band, I was like, I'm going to yes. support this. Now. Because there's so few movies out there that that really captured the magic and the the struggle of being in a marching band. Yeah. Ikaika Shively, our technical engineer, the Hawaiian hunk, was in the marching band as well. Uh, he mm -hmm. played the trumpet, correct, Ikaika? 
Yes. Yes. Uh, Nick Scarpino, also, also to trumpet man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A trumpeteer, as they call them. Um, Zoe Saldana is the lead hot, is like the lead girlfriend in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she yes, is. Yes, I believe so. Ooh, she is. I mean, wow. Zoe Saldana. Um, and, but the guy, the one roommate is you. I thought that was Nick Scarpino, a young Nick Scarpino. Is that you in Drumline? Tell the people right now. It is not me in Drumline. Oh. Uh, I wish it were, though. And if you want to believe that it is me, go ahead. Okay. Let's start that rumor right now. In fact, if anyone has access to my Wikipedia page, update A, please correct my birthday. Yeah. Uh, and B, uh, yeah, throw, put it in there that I'm in Drumline. Yeah. Because you were great in Drumline. And Thank I, you. I And I didn't know that you could play that big drum that well. Like, you're a very good the big, big bass drum. The big yeah. bass drum. The bass drum, very hard to play because you have to, you only play one out of every four notes. Okay. The rest of the bass drum line plays the rest of them, right? Yes. So when, they, when, the, when the bass goes, you're only playing like three of those notes and you got to make sure you're playing with the right time or otherwise you sound stupid. You can't believe what I'm talking about. You, see, here's the thing, Josh. Okay. You don't understand any of this because you were too busy suiting up in your pads, no, and getting whoa, out whoa, there whoa, in your tight whoa. pants Nick. and slamming your head into other men. And you don't understand what it was like to just be in those hot wool uniforms and have to wear a hat that has a plume on it. And then when the plume gets crap on it, some band mom goes, what happened to your plume? You're like, I don't know what happened to my plume. Get me a, just get me another plume. Nick, if you think for one moment that I suited up in pads and a helmet on Friday night, you're out of your mind. I suited up in Milwaukee's best and gum so that my parents wouldn't know I was drinking before the football game. I was you didn't play football? No, I swam and I played golf. How did, how did I, why did I, you have such a great build for football. You would have been no. great. I do not have the mindset to hit other humans. I got punched no, in the ear one time in college yeah. and that was it. Yeah, no, 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 That's no. That's probably no. better for you though. Ultimately, it's better for you because a lot of my friends that played football have just have like chronic injuries yeah. from that. No, from no, playing no. in high school and like college. They're just like neck injuries, back injuries, you mm-hmm. know. Although this Tough. morning I was dancing so hard to make Rosie smile that I think I may have like strained a muscle in my back. But I'm learning the Charleston. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's smart. She'll she'll appreciate that when she's 12 yes. and you're embarrassing her at a party. Yep, 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 yep. Well, can I tell you that Rosie might be the cutest baby on the planet? <laughs> Thanks, man. Can she I is. tell you this? Now, can she's, I tell you why? why is First it? off, Rosie, yeah. I have an Aunt Rosie, a great Aunt Rosie. Yeah. That's my, my grandma uh, Scarpino's sister. Yes. She's pa- Aunt Rosie, of course, very, very old. She's passed away. So, okay. But. Legend. She reminds me, your daughter reminds me of Rosie because they look, she, I mean, my Aunt Rosie had that smushy face yeah. and your Rosie has that smushy face she and does. it's the cutest thing ever. And she has, she has like that old soul's eyes where she's looking at you and you're like, oh, I'm getting judged real hard right now for my, my choice of meals. And my Aunt Rosie uses that. She's like, Nick, are you having another sausage? And I'm like, it's Uncle Lou made sausage and peppers. We want for me. And she's like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, Uncle Lou's up. So I'm up. Okay. I have an Uncle anyway. Lou too. Yeah. No. I, and I appreciate that. She is the cutest thing. And she does have a very judgy face sometimes. Like it's it, the cutest thing ever. What Every time you? you post on Instagram, I'm just like, I literally run to my other room and I show my wife and we go, we both do the aww thing. It's great. It's great. She is a, she is like the sweetest little thing. Um, so this morning, like I get her up in the morning. So Amanda puts her to bed at night. That's like she, that's their special time. And my special mm-hmm. time is waking her up in the morning and it's magical. And so she started doing this thing every morning now where I, as I open the door and you, she knows I'm coming in, she goes like, <laughs> like she's so yes. excited yes. to get out of bed. Right. So I put now, her in this little bumbo and I give her a little breakfast and we like have a bottle in the morning. We watch a little golf channel and, uh, and then I start doing like little dances for her to like try and make mm-hmm. her smile. And this morning I was like trying as hard as I can. Cause I told Amanda when she starts taking dance class, I want to be, I want to take dance class too. Like mm-hmm. I want to take dance mm-hmm. classes all the way through with her, learn to tap, do modern. So that in like you were in drumline, I wanted to be in you got served. That's my dream. Oh movie. yeah. You wanted to be, you wanted to take it to the streets and Correct. just like throw it out there, man. Correct. Throw it out there with your body. Yeah. Like I, I find that to be obviously one of the, one of, it must be one of the, the more amazing things about being a dad is that, you have so many opportunities to embarrass your daughter yes. going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which is, of course, she's going to want to go. Maybe she wants to play sports, dance, who knows. Maybe, maybe dare I say, Uncle Nick uh, puts a bug in her ear about being in the old marching band. I would know? love maybe. for her to be in marching band. The only, only issue with marching band, and it's always been the same thing with marching band. It seems like you guys were getting way too weird sexually way too young. 
Oh, bus rides were just a just a yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Yes. Bus, <laughs> an orgy. Yeah. Bus rides got dirty. Yes. Right? It was always bus rides back. It scares from me because it was dark. They they shut the lights off for some reason, and it was warm. And whoever you were sitting next to, you made sure you were strategically sitting next to your significant other so that you could make out. There'd be a lot of make out sessions happening. Yeah, I this I've heard, and we had also, these. You change outside, like we would just literally. The bus would pull in, the mm-hmm. doors would go up, we'd grab our uniform, you'd hang your uniform on the door of the bus, like the little, the cargo door of the bus, yeah. and just get completely almost naked in front of everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was that and high school theater that I made out with the most amount of people ever. That's what I'm saying. It's like, listen, she wants to be a dancer in theater, whatever she wants to do in her life, I'm totally for it. What makes me nervous is that like the band kids in my in my high school, and I was in the chorus, right? Uh, but the kids that were in marching band that were in like the, you know, the orchestra and all that kind of stuff, they were getting in trouble in the band practice rooms for having sex in there. And I was like, I'm out here working out every day, playing sports, and I'm getting nowhere near as much action as these band kids. Because you're not, you're not, you have to put yourself in the environment that is, that is like that perfect recipe for, for like sexiness, right? What's better? What's hotter? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then just you finish a show, you get first place, Ooh. and you come off, and everyone's a little sweaty and tired, but you're jacked up from the adrenaline and from performing. And then you just they cram you into a bus <laughs> all next to each other, and that energy has to go somewhere. Uh-huh. It's second only to the ba- the backstage bathroom of my theater <laughs> saw more action than any room on the freaking planet. I swear to God, not from me. I only ever made out with with women in high school, okay. so I was never like. I was always too afraid of sex because I, f- I thought that sex equalled commitment and I would have had to tell someone that I loved them. Uh, and that was that's the that was too guilt. much commitment for me. I didn't want to break anyone's heart mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there were so many people banging in that bathroom. Is that why you just and, smelled like sex? Is that why you indeed don't have kids? Because you just make out. Is that what we're doing wrong? Because <laughs> we keep... She keeps telling me that's the way to do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is cool. I'm really good at this. And I, oh, you know, I'm a good kisser. I'm not a bad kisser. Well, yeah. you were drum major, which is why I thought you were in drum line. No, that is the common misconception. So drum major is not a person who plays drums. That is the person who conducts the marching band. So when this you see person. the person out front of the marching band with the baton, yes. for instance, if it's a if it's a parade that they're running, so you see, you know, the tradition, when you yes. think marching band, you think of, you probably think of like, we're marching in a block down a street. To a John Philip no, Sousa march. I right? think of, well, no, I think of Friday night football games in Upper St. So Clark Friday night football games yes. would be us on the field show. Yeah. I used to be the one that did both those things. I would conduct the band on the field show. It was very much a symbolic thing. A lot of marching bands, the, the band director, they don't have a, a, a drum major. The band director will do it, and then they'll pull someone to just be the, the drum major for, for show. the parade routes. We... My school had a couple of drum majors, and you basically help lead the band to make sure you run practices and stuff like that. Yes. My band director did not want me to be a drum major because I was fat, uh, and he did not. He was like, and I quote, we don't, we've never had a fat drum major before, so if you want to be a drum major, you have to lose weight. And, that's, and I did, and he was very proud of me. Whoa, and Nick. I know. They can't say shit like, you can't say shit like that to a kid anymore. You could no, not no, walk no, up no, to no, a kid no, and be no. like, Hey, fat. Because he literally was like, I'm not going to make a new uniform for you. You have to fit into the old guy's mm. uniform. And Adam, the drum major before me, was like five foot. He was my height, but maybe like 150. Okay. And I'm talking, I'm 220. I'm 5'8", 220. I'm like, there's two of me that's going to that uniform. You were really eating so the They ended up actually making me a new uniform anyway because um, I still didn't fit his. But I did lose <laughs> weight. And I was very proud of myself for that. And, and you know, years be. later, talks about that in therapy. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was actually kind of a fucked up thing to say to a kid, but whatever. <laughs> let me ask you before we let you go. Did you run out on the field and do the jump splits like in drumline? No, but I used to have to hop up onto the podium. We had a podium that was mm-hmm. that came up to about your yeah. chin. Yeah. And so you had to be able to, that was one of the things that you had to be able to do physically was hoist yourself up with a tricep pull, like push, like a, like a dip yeah. onto it and then get onto the podium without looking stupid. And I had uh, to be able to do that. So I did a lot of tricep exercises when I was working okay. out to become okay. drum major. This not, the strength of Nick Scarpino is it's legendary. It's all here. The beard, it's, it's, mental. All, it's mental. I apologize for dropping the F-bomb. I hope this, I hope this is it brought to you by futility. Yeah. I mean, there's an F in futility, Nick. And we currently, 356 backers, $33,156. We're past that 3301 Thank you for helping with my OCD. Now, every, just the, even the numbers. If we could get, nah, never mind. <laughs> what do, you need, to, what do you need to see to make this game? What hit fifty k? 
What no, do we need to get you to? No, no, we we hit it. We're making the game. We hit the thirty thousand cool. goal. But if we get to like fifty or sixty, it would be amazing. We got seventeen days to go. Let's. We can do it. We you can do it just like Nick Scarpino lost the weight to be a drum major at Riverside High School here in Southern California. Wasn't did you go to Riverside? No, it's John W. North High. John we don't have w. there's no Riverside High School. Yeah. It's in Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our main high schools were Polly, Ramona, and uh JW, John W. North. We're Huskies. Go Huskies. Go Huskies. Uh Nick, I love you so much, buddy. I miss you every single day. Uh I miss you back. Can't wait to see you soon. I'm actually headed up your way this upcoming weekend. I'll shoot you a text oh. if you want to. You know. Let's hang out. Let's grab some food or something. Yeah, I want to get square pie, guys. Real oh, let's bad. go. I'm down. Uh, thanks for taking the time this morning. Love you so much, bud. My pleasure. Love you back. Talk to thanks you soon. For, thanks for being on my show. You're what? Nice. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> thanks for being on my show. What a weirdo. <laughs> Nick Scarpino, everybody. Futility, the actual game of living. Hit that Kickstarter link in the bio. Also, remember, we got a new sponsor of the show, perkclothing.com. Go to perkclothing.com. Perk, get a perk shirt. Don't be a jerk. Wear perk. Get those perk chinos. I swear to God, dudes, your butt's going to look fantastic. You ever been walking down the street and thought, man, these pants just aren't doing it for me? Go to perkclothing.com. Use the code GPA. Put on a pair of perk chinos and watch your butt just really hit that Bruce Willis level of striking distance attractive. Like Bruce Willis wore perk chinos in the set of Die Hard, and they told him to take it off because... Would have given it an NC-17 rating. That's how hot these chinos make your body look. Perk shirts also the most comfortable shirt you're ever going to put on your chest, arms, and torso. You ever, you ever look at yourself in the mirror and say, that shirt's not doing it for me. Get yourself a perk shirt. And really, I, I swear, I, I put on a perk shirt, didn't have abs, now I've got abs. No big deal. It's like, you can't get shy of the Hawaiian hunk, Prince of the Islands, Long Hot Friday. You want to hear that song now? Yeah. Is this the Kanye West Fall Out Boy song? Yeah. I feel like I'm thinking of a other song. <laughs> Hold on, why is it not playing? Was there one where he's on like a Timbaland album? Uh Fallout Boy and Timbaland? Timbaland. Timbaland. One and only. I think that's the song I'm thinking of. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah, that's I'm thinking of Timbaland and Fall Out Boy. It's it's a different song. It's the what that's my right of your you in face. Yeah, I this is the, I love this song, but it's not the one I was thinking what? of. That's the that's the Kanye West one. I know the one I was thinking of was One and Only by Kanye West and Timbaland. Oh. Or no, sorry, Timbaland and Fall Out Boy because it's got this amazing hook. That's what that's my right of your in face. Ooh. That's that's a jam. And I apologize for confusing everybody, but thank you so much. And thank you to everybody. Uh, I saw a tweet in here that's amazing. Sammy Leon Mendoza said she met her husband in band. Man, Sammy, love happening with a little music. Um, thank you all for being here uh, on a Monday. And thanks, Nick Scarpino. And thank you to everybody who has made Futility the actual game of living a reality. Let's hit those stretch goals. 17 days to go. Going to make it happen. Big, big, boom. Um, everybody uh, also... Um, Let's do some uh, videos that make me smile, and uh, we can get out of here. This isn't the video, but this happened yesterday. What happened? Whoa! Ikaika got a fresh tattoo! All right, explain the tattoo to us, because I don't understand it. So, it's Night Before Christmas. Okay, okay, okay. So, the house is the house of the dog. Okay. This is Jack Skellington's ghost dog. What's his name? Zero. Zero is his dog. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Which is also fitting, because my cat that I adopted, his original name was Zero. Okay, too. okay. From this, zero to hero? Yeah. Okay. So he has like a little pumpkin Ooh. nose. Oh, he has a pumpkin nose? Yeah. Oh, that's so in, in the, you never seen the movie, right? No. In the movie, he pretty much is the Rudolph of the movie. Oh, that's cute. And then pumpkin because there's a lot of pumpkins there. Okay. And then there's a spiral hill that Jack Skeleton walks on. It's like a big part of the movie. I remember that in like the trailer. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Oh, man. Like that's really awesome, color. dude. So eventually, I'm going to put all my characters that I love on this arm. Yeah. So it's going to. Oh, so you're while, gonna but... sleeve up all? Oh like, yeah, I'm gonna do full sleeve. All Nightmare Before Christmas. No, just all like cartoon characters. Oh, what do you? What else are you gonna put on there? Um, I Jersey want a Captain Girl America. Okay. With me all animated Captain America or I don't want Chris, Chris Evans. Evans one. I want like more animated one. Got with, it. He's holding Thor's hammer. Okay. Because that's awesome. Like that. I do want uh, like a Spider-Man versus Mysterio because okay. I love Mysterio and Spider-Man. And again, not Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal, more animated. Yeah. Okay, got it. Got Maybe it. the same costume as Jake Gyllenhaal's going because okay. that one's just awesome. Got it. Um, 
And I got to think about other stuff. Okay. Maybe like a Sonic. That'd Ooh. be cool. Yeah, Sonic the Wedgehog? <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's a whole lot ones I want to do. Maybe like a Jason mask. Oh. And then like I was gonna say, Frankenstein's monster, oh. the face. Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. How dare you. <laughs> that's just on this arm, though. I want to get fully tatted up. I like eventually. it. That's, that's, that's dope. I, I dig that tattoo. Uh, as somebody that doesn't have any tattoos, but has had many injuries, so I've got scars. Those are my tattoos. How much did it hurt? On a scale of one to ten, what is the pain level like on a tattoo? Um, here, let me go back to it so I can show you where it hurt more. Okay. okay. So this is my forearm. So like this is yes. my like. I've got so much hair. What is this on my called? Forearm? This is not the armpit. This is like the forearm. Pit. Uh, the it's the, it's called the crux of the okay. arm. So this this side hurt more because this is my left forearm. So like the inner part. Okay. And then down here, like closer a little to the bit. wrist. Yeah, and okay. definitely like the little details. So like. Because it's the a smaller bats. needle. Okay. So, like, where... Um, oh, the, t- the pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin hurt and, like, these little lines. Okay. But it was mostly, like, this left side gotcha. hurt and, like, these lines. Okay. But, like, the coloring, the coloring, it's pretty much like a scribble. Like, okay. So, that feels actually... It kind of feels good in a way because it's, it's really fast okay. and it's not, like, focused on one spot. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I would say if 10 is like excruciating, maybe like a six, six? Five, five, it? five to six. There's one part where it was like seven and a half, okay. but damn, I wasn't like, oh, or tearing up or anything. And like, I don't handle pain super well, but it wasn't like the most awful thing. I think if, if you could handle pain, the dangerous thing about tattoos is, is once you get one, taking a shot. Mm, kind of. Yeah. yeah I mean, it doesn't go in as deep. I feel like. Okay. But the thing that's dangerous about tattoos is once you get one, you want more. Like once you leave, and the next day you're like, okay, what mm-hmm. am I gonna get my next one? Mm-hmm. It's it becomes get addicting. Addicted to it. Yeah. It's like me and golf stuff. Yeah. Wow. But that looks cool, man. Congratulations on your new Thank tattoo. You. That's awesome. A lot of people in chat saying I need ink. Da 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 da. I'm guessing a lot of people have tattoos, which is really cool. So way to go. Uh, if you had Mark Riley at 10.05 on your bingo card, you won. Long show, huh? <laughs> Long show. Um, we're going to do some videos that make me smile and we can get out of here. Mark even brought in dry cleaning for everybody? That's nice. <laughs> All right. So this first one, I, I think Amanda might yell at me, but Rosie's just big enough now that she sits up on her own and I want to do this. I don't think people at the store wouldn't care. As long as you grab before she hits the monster sucks in yeah, the shirt or something. The scary monster. Ken would yell at me about this because this is yeah. Uh, this is like the babies on an escalator. Now, question: okay. If you're there, which gum would you grab? I always grab the Trident White. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, yeah. Rosie would just try and grab everything next to her because she likes like this. This kid not. Maybe she would be kind of confused because she is moving. She would love it. She would have a smile on her face like this little kid. You ever think about how disgusting those things are? Yeah. Oh. Well, they wipe them down all the time now since COVID. Yeah, I but think. like, I don't know. like chicken juice and all that yeah. gross. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> yeah, this is me on. This is me on Saturday. Yesterday, Amanda left for like a few hours and I just full just body on couch nap. I, I, I just like my body gave up on me yesterday. It had enough. And bulldogs are adorable. All right, what's next? Watch this. (laughs) This is me as a kid. I think this is where it started. I think he might be laughing, but he's also terrified. (laughs) He looks like one of the Wiggles with that shirt. I know. Yeah, it's like Christmas kind of stuff. Oh God! Yeah. No. 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 Let's be, Amanda keeps scaring Rosie and she loves it, which terrifies me that she might like horror movies, although Amanda and I both hate it. But we did watch, and I'll get you guys out on this one. If you haven't watched it, we watched A Quiet Place 2 on Saturday. Everybody's like, oh, it's scary. Yes, there were points that we definitely jumped in bed a little bit, and it's scary. But I like monster stuff, and I love post-apocalyptic movies. A Quiet Place 2 and A Quiet Place 1 are the greatest back-to-back movies I've seen in a long time. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, Indiana Jones, and then Temple of Doom or Temple of the Three. But like back to back as a continuous movie because it's basically like back to back movies. 
Right? I'm you, it's like it's like a season one of a show. I like, know it just continues. It doesn't open the world too much. I think we need a quiet, but the stars are too big. But I think you need a quiet place series that really investigates the rest of the world and how we're going to start to bring down. Because how quiet place two ends, we now have this option like we can try and bring down these monsters and re- recreate the world. But now we're in Walking Dead territory where half the world has gone weird and kind of insane, and the other half is like trying to help one another. But it's only been about a year, a little over a year since the monsters came. And we need to kill these monsters. I am I I loved it. Well, I, it's ter- it was terrifying at points when when those monsters first show up in that town. Oh my oh, god! Oh. Yeah. yeah. Holy shnikes, Batman! What I'm crazy. interested in is was there only one meteor that landed? Were there ones around the whole Earth? All all now? over the Earth. I think oh. that's that what they were hitting when he was watching, or they were listening to it on the radio. Right. It was like something happened in, and it was like Europe or Russia. Russia. Did they say Russia. Man, that movie's awesome. Part oh. three, they're making it. I said, but uh, Krasinski's not writing or directing it. No, but I'm guessing he would have like his hand in reading, producing. Sure. Sure. He's producing. Yeah. Did you see who else is a producer on that? Emily Blunt. No, who? Michael Bay. That's right. Don't be dogging my Bay. All day, Michael Bay. Thank you all for joining us here on the Positivity Report. Thanks for everybody that has supported and has continues to support the Futility Kickstarter 17 days ago. 356 backers. We are making it happen. Uh, we love all you so, so much. Remember, every single day you choose positivity. It's an act of choice. Call somebody, text them, tell them you love them. It matters. It's way easier to love than hate. Find the good. See you tomorrow.